Hello, and another very warm welcome to an episode of the Change and Evolve Letter. And it's time for another special issue, and we're already at number 49. Judgment. We are so quick in judging others. This may not be a topic you expect from one of my special issues, but, well, I do take the liberty to to write and talk about what comes to mind. And today's issue was inspired by a song I hadn't heard in a very long time, and that brought back a lot of memories of, well, very different scenarios that I've decided to share with you today. What you do not know about me is that I grew up in, well, rather modest circumstances. Don't get me wrong, there was no lack of material things, but also not all too much luxury as these things are concerned. So I started working at the age of 14 to spruce up my modest pocket money and, well, to allow myself one or the other luxury that otherwise I could not afford. In other words, I have been working to earn my keep for over 40 years now. And in my life, I have had financial ups and downs going from rags to riches and back again and, well, and so on. I will most certainly not go into detail about why, but not really being too concerned about money and not making it my top priority in life may be one of the reasons, though. One thing I know is how quickly you can literally lose everything and how hard it can be to get back up on your feet. And perhaps that is why I really find it difficult to walk past people on the street begging for some change. Even if I have never been in that particular situation, I do have enough imagination to empathize. I've raised my children to be kind to others who have less and when they give something to someone on the streets, to look them in the eye and wish them at least a good day and not just throw something in a jar. It may surprise you to hear though that I absolutely refuse to donate even a cent to any organizations. I never have and I most certainly never will. And the reason for me personally is very simple. They might do some good, I will certainly not deny this. Yet what bothers me is that often more than 90% of the donated money goes into administration, flying executives around the world in first class or that prestigious new headquarters are built from that money that should go to the needy. It may be petty, but for me this is a personal choice not to support these kinds of organisations. But I do prefer, well, the more personal approach. And I would like to share with you today three very specific examples of this, of what I have chosen to do at one point or another. Not because I'm such a great and charitable person, but simply because I believe it important to raise some awareness Because at the end of every year, especially around Christmas time, many people decide to do something charitable. 
often to soothe their own conscience, and they donate money. <laughs> Don't misunderstand me, I'm not judging, and there's most certainly nothing wrong with that. There are 11 more months to the year, though, and often we walk the streets and see someone sitting there hoping for some change. And these people are often judged as dirty, lazy, even as disgusting and looked at as garbage of humanity. Of course, I do realise that there are professional begging gangs out there. I'm not that naive. I remember about, well, 20-something years ago when I lived in Wiesbaden, Germany, and I, I was walking through the pedestrian zone doing my, doing my shopping when I noticed a young man with his puppy sitting on a blanket and begging. I had already passed him and something made me go back and I approached him and asked him why he was sitting there. It turned out that he was from Romania and barely spoke German, but he did speak Romanian, English and Italian. So he continued in English and the first thing I heard was a really loudly growling stomach. I asked him when he had last eaten and it turned out to be a few days ago. He needed the money that the passers-by gave him for his dog. A young dog must not go hungry. Well, I asked him what he would like to eat and went to the nearest bakery. And we sat together on his blanket, ate something together and talked. And this young man's dream was to work as a trucker in Canada. Well, something probably no one dreams of anymore, and I do mean the Canada part. Since his German was very bad, no one wanted to give him a job. And since I didn't know him, and it could have been a lame excuse, I offered to, I offered to help him find work. At first he was completely taken aback, but then he started beaming at me. I told him that if he was really serious, he should find somewhere to wash up or shower and wait for me at the same place at a certain time the next day. I was curious to see if he would be there. And to my great delight, he was there, freshly showered and smelling so much better than the day before. And I had brought him clean clothes from a friend and he really looked like a new man. So I took some photos and we went through his CV and I promised to bring him copies of it with his new photo the very next day at the same time. When he went to give me back the, the new clothes and I told him to please keep them, he had tears in his eyes. Well, we said goodbye and then I got incredibly lucky. I passed this antique shop that actually had a notice in the window that they were looking for a temp with a truck driver's license who could help with the transport of the antique furniture. I went in immediately, showed the picture of the young man and briefly explained the situation and, and told the story. The owner of the shop was open, he knew English, and as they say, the rest is history. And Apart from a little time, the whole thing cost me next to nothing. And no, I don't know what happened to the young man, 
but I do hope he made it to Canada and was able to fulfill his dream. The second example was in my first year in Munich. It was a horrifically cold winter that year. I had some errands to run after work and I was on my way home. And I walked by an old homeless woman and she was wrapped up in pretty much everything she had, including plastic bags over her shoes. At least I believe it, she had shoes. She was shivering and I went up to her and asked her if I could help her find a shelter of some kind. Honestly, I had no idea where to find one in Munich, but I was sure there must be something I could do so she would not freeze to death. She looked absolutely terrified and was very, very clear that a homeless shelter was not an option. And I was really getting a bit desperate as I could not think of anything else to do. I went to an outdoor store that was nearby and luckily still open and bought her the warmest sleeping bag I could find and something to eat. It was not much, but perhaps, or at least I hope it got her through the winter and I hope that no one stole it from her. And the last example I want to share with you is actually the one that first came back to me when I heard the song I was talking about earlier. I was in Salt Lake City for a convention several years ago, and we could walk from the hotel to the convention center every day, which I loved, as sitting all day is not really my cup of tea. And we walked by a group of the same homeless men every day, and I cannot tell you why, but there was one man that caught my eye from day one. I can't say why, but something about him moved me deeply. And on the last day, it was the day of my departure, I figured I could give him my last 20 or so dollars as I would not need them. So on my way back to the hotel, I walked up to him and said, Hello, my name's Tanya. What's your name? To my utter shock. He just looked at me and began to cry. I, I felt completely helpless and I was almost considering walking away. I asked him why he was crying and what I had done to provoke this reaction. What came next is something that made me cry. He said that I was the first person that spoke to him in almost two weeks and that people had spit at him, kicked him, verbally abused him and that he had pretty much forgotten what it feels like to be treated with kindness. And I ask, how can this be? Why do we judge people so quickly? Why can't we at least acknowledge that everyone has a story? This man's name was James. He was a, he was a war veteran with PTSD that lost his wife and his children because the man that came back from the war was a different one. I do not know if the story he told me was true. But I looked into his eyes and the pain I saw there was heart-wrenching.
I'm not saying I don't judge people. I certainly do. I'm a human being. Yet, I try as often as I can to consider that there is a story. Thank you so much for listening to this letter, as sharing this means more to me than I can possibly express. And my song of the day is the song that inspired this, this letter, and it's What It's Like by Everlast, and this is an acoustic version of the song which I hope you enjoy. And here's a little extra goodie how Everlast wrote what it's like on Joe Rogan's podcast. And of course, this song has, as all the other songs, been added to the Spotify playlist, which is just one click away. Like it, share it, or just listen to the music. And the poem of the week is one by Simon Armitage, and it's called Give. Of all the public places, dear, to make a scene I've chosen here, of all the doorways in the world, to choose to sleep I've chosen yours, I'm on the street under stars. For coppers I dance or sing, for silver swallow words eat, eat fire, for gold escape from locks and chains. It's not as if I'm holding out for frankincense or myrrh, just change. You give me tea, that's big of you. I'm on my knees, I beg of you. And the impression is sharing my, well, my little family from many years ago, and it's remembering those moments when you know you are truly rich. Thank you again for listening to this letter. And if you liked it, share it, leave a heart or a comment. And I wish you a wonderful day filled with kindness. Yours, Tanya.